Welcome back, Bearcats fans and Cincinnati fans alike. It's good to be back after a couple weeks. I know it's been a while, and I'm sorry. Life got in the way a little bit, you know. Full-time college student, it is what it is. But hey, we're back again this week, and this time I don't have Caleb Taylor with me, actually. We were unable to work things out on our schedule. I've actually got two new guys with me. I've got... Tyler Gilman. Tyler Gilman. Ethan Herzog. And Ethan Herzog. Ethan is a freshman media production student. Yes. And Tyler is a sophomore communications student, both from the Cincinnati area, so they're both pretty much experts on everything we'll be talking about today. So it's good to have two guys who are very knowledgeable about Cincinnati sports on the show. So we'll go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, this past weekend, the Bearcats defeated Murray State 42-7. to But man, it didn't really feel like it. it. It took a while before it felt like Cincinnati had control of the game. Obviously, both teams tied at halftime with just seven points on the board apiece. I mean, you know, for a while, it was like, what's going on here? Cincinnati, I mean, you, you look at the previous week, they had a touchdown on the second play of the game. Uh, or at least on their drive, that is. And it was an 81-yard bomb from Ritter to Tyler, from Desmond Ritter to Tyler Scott. I mean, Cincinnati's offense just—they took a long time to get going. And this game, despite the score, a little bit closer than you know the score reveals. Yeah, um, I was a little scared at first, but I knew that you know, I knew the Bearcats would come out. I knew Luke Fable was a great coach. I knew he'd go into halftime, give his team what what needs to be said, and I knew they'd come out strong in the second half. I mean, I was sitting in the. Uh the student section the entire time and throughout the first half I I mean I was looking around and I was looking at everybody and everyone was frustrated you could feel the energy in the student section itself was just like it was drained off. It, it was, was drained it was yeah. so off even from the press box stadium. I could tell yeah. whole stadium yeah yeah the whole stadium like, really and what's what's funny was there was a good, there was a really good crowd there too for this game there was mm-hmm. a really good crowd mm-hmm. It wasn't quite the Miami game, but it was still a really good crowd. Probably, I would say probably 35,000 people maybe. I, Student yeah. section was probably mm-hmm. just about as filled, but like you guys mm-hmm. said, the energy just, it, you know, it took a while because Luke Fickle made a mention of this in his press conference that, you know, people don't care about defense. They really don't. They want to see the ball in the air. They want to see the ball in the end zone, and that didn't happen a lot in the first quarter. It really didn't start happening until, like, the fourth quarter. I mean, granted, Cincinnati got two touchdowns in the third quarter, but – it just you know, it's not what we saw last week it's not what we're used to with this high powered Cincinnati offense and yeah it really took away the energy of the stadium and it just kind of threw off everybody's mood it was really strange i i would say i feel like that's just because we may have overestimated them because i mean exactly. i've never heard of murray mm-hmm. state i don't know where really john ja morant no no never john ja morant never ja, oh come on man all right <laughs> <laughs> all right well anyway you were saying um but I feel like we just overestimated them, and then they didn't play to what they should have. Mm-hmm. As because in my mind, they should play as if they're like Notre Dame. Sure, Notre Dame is you know good school and all that, and we should have that mentality that we're playing against the best team every week. Mm-hmm. We're going into every week zero zero. We need to go and get that win so that we keep progressing to be good. Exactly what Ethan said. I, I was sitting there with my dad, and I was like, hey, like we need to stop treating this team like it's Murray State, and we need to treat them like it's Notre Dame, because you know, we're going into this, and yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you guys. I think that's what Luke Fickle's attitude is. I think that's what he tries to get his players to believe in. Um, obviously, it's a little easy to do so when it's a team like Murray State, you know, an FCS mm-hmm. team. Yep. It's easy to do to get into that mindset of like, oh, we should beat the snot out of these guys. 
and I don't want to say that they fell victim to that because I think one thing that Fickle and uh, and some of the players mentioned was that Murray State just did a good job of setting the tempo of the game and really they were in control of the game for a good while and you know because of the slow pace of the game this here's another thing that I noticed and Fickle pointed out was that you know Murray State huddled before their plays no one does that anymore you don't see teams huddle in college football anymore and so Murray State did that they slowed the pace down and our defense didn't really know how to respond. It was it was something something unique that Cincinnati hasn't faced in really a while. So I think I think that they just weren't ready. I think Murray State became was came really prepared. And you know the night before the game, I was working down at the boathouse, uh, the Montgomery and boathouse, and and the team showed up uh, to eat there. And you know they had like three team buses, or whatever. And I was working with some of my fellow valet guys, and you know I made a mention about the game and. Uh, one of them said something about like, oh, like is that what teams look like that you're gonna kick the the heck out of? And I'm like, see, look, here's the thing: we should kick the heck out of them, but you can't guarantee that. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, let's refer back to 2007, Appalachian State versus Michigan. You remember that game? Oh yeah. That oh, yeah. game wasn't supposed that, to happen uh-huh. like that. No, that was no. not supposed to end the way it did, but it did. Michigan was supposed to be in the race for a national title that year, mm-hmm. and guess what? They ended up having a garbage year, and they lost to Appalachian State. Yeah. Any team can win on any given day at any moment. You can't like you guys are saying. You got to treat them like, like you know, if it's Notre Dame, you got to give them your best shot because if you're the number seven team in the country, you're gonna get people's best shot. You have a target on your back, and I think mm-hmm. I think they understand that. But I I also think Murray State just came more prepared than I think Cincinnati was ready for. Yeah, and I will say I do think that defensively they put up a good fight. Like on both sides of the ball, sure. specifically more for Cincinnati, because I mean they, I think they had like three turnovers or three more, interceptions. three interceptions, three interceptions, three interceptions yeah, five turnovers, five in the game. turnovers mm-hmm. total. Which I mean, Blackcats looking great. Why yeah, you say that like I the defense I, looking good every year. Like I know you said that people want to see offense, but I want to see defense. I'm a big sure. defense guy, sure. so me I watching agree. them pull down interceptions one after another yeah. is just insane. To me. Yeah, I mean, as a guy who appreciates football, you know, you see it differently. But people like the students who are, you know, half of them there are, let's be honest, they're inebriated. They don't know anything about football, so they're just like, I want to see points up on the board, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I didn't want to interrupt you if you were going to say something, Tyler. I was just going to say, um, you know, our defense. They really put up a fight. I mean, if our defense didn't play the way we did, I mean, who knows what Murray State could have done on offense. Yeah, um, and, and Murray State was driving down the field really efficiently, too. Yeah, I feel like the defense would put give them to third down, I feel like, every drive, and then they just convert on third down. But they are putting up a fight. I mean, I got to give props to the defense. You know, they came in second half, they shut them out. So, I mean, yeah. they're, they're doing something right. Yeah, and not only that, but Murray State's typically a team that runs the ball. I think they had over 300 yards rushing uh, in their previous game against Mississippi Valley State, or 200 yards. I can't remember. I think they had over 400 yards of offense total, but I think like 300 of it came on the ground. So they referred to the passing game, and it worked. It was just little slant routes over the middle and, and other you know crossing routes over the middle. It, what they were doing was working, and our defense just they couldn't seem to figure it out. But, I mean... You know, it, it, they held them to seven points, but it felt like Murray State's possessions because they were they were super long drives, and man, mm-hmm. they burned out clock. Long drives. It, it was it was just insane how how it felt like the ball was always in the hands of Murray State. I mean, Cincinnati had one possession in the first quarter. That was it. Mm-hmm. One possession, and it was a three and out. Three and out. Yep. It was a three and out. That it was. was it. And it just man, it did feel like the game really just dragged on for a while. It's like this shouldn't. 
this isn't how it should be, but it is college football. Um, but if there are any other comments you guys had about anything we've already talked about? I just feel like uh, this year, I know, I feel like people were, like, super hardcore, like, UC fans were thinking, like, oh, Marcus Freeman's gone now at another name. Like, who knows what our defense going to do? But I feel like Mike Trestle has done a great job so mm-hmm. far. Only allowing, what, 21 points in two games? Yeah. I'd say it's pretty solid. And some of them aren't even his fault either. Evan Prater gave up that pick six in the Miami yeah. game. So, really, he's only accountable for 14 points yeah. out of the 21 scored on us. And that that interception was just unlucky. That was an unlucky yeah. interception. It was just a, a high pass from Evan Prater. just bounced off the receiver the wrong way. It's it just about that. Yeah, it just wasn't. We're uh, already winning as well. So uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we would go over the Miami game, but that would just take up way too much time. Uh I mean, you know, you routed Miami pretty much in the first quarter. Like, yeah. that's, uh, you know, it, it's been two weeks since that game. Like, we don't need to recap that at this point. We yeah. missed a show last week. It's whatever. It's all good. But uh, let's let's take a look at some of the stats from this game. Uh, first down, Cincinnati had 17 to Murray State's 15. So I think that's a testament to how efficient Murray State was on, on third downs. I mean, they were 7 for 15. They put up, you know, almost 50% a conversion rate on Cincinnati's defense because it felt like a lot of third downs. It was third down shorts, some third down mm-hmm. longs. They they were converting on first down when it mattered, and obviously they couldn't convert to points very much. But they still have 15 overall first downs, and Cincinnati with only 17. So, you know, and then both teams went for it on for, fourth down one time. They got both of them. Um, but total yards of offense, 391, down from over 500 yards from the previous game against Miami for Cincinnati, and then 242 total yards of offense for Murray State, which I think was actually more than Miami had as well. I think I think Murray I State so. put up more yards yeah, think so, yeah. on our defense than uh, than Miami did. So again, another testament to Murray State's offense and their scheming. Um, in terms of passing, it was 260 yards through the air for Cincinnati, 149 for Murray State. Uh, Ritter, or excuse me, that's actually overall 15 for 25 passing um, for Cincinnati. Uh, and Evan Prater had his first passing touchdown. That was yeah. actually surprising. It's good to see. Yeah. yeah, it's good to see. I, I, was, I was happy Great for him. See. Yeah, I was definitely surprised and, and happy for him because I was actually doing color commentary at that point in the game. Uh, and, you know, I, me, and, me and Preston Baker, who was calling color, or excuse me, calling play-by-play at the, at the time, we both thought, uh, you know, they're going to get in victory formation. There's a minute left. There's, there's really no point in scoring here. There's no point in doing anything, right? Just kneel the game, go home. And and no, they decided that's not enough. We got to put up another touchdown on them. And maybe that was a good thing. Maybe it yeah. was a good thing to put up another touchdown. A Madam Sutter. And yeah, yeah, kind of just like a, a final send off sort of thing. Like, um, I, you know, just make it make the win look a little bit more impressive. But yeah, I was surprised to see to let to see them let uh, uh, Evan Prater throw a touchdown to uh, to Singletary, which which was his first touchdown as well yeah. uh, in see, the end zone. See. Yeah. Um, Let's see, uh, 10.4 yards uh, per passing attempt. Murray State had three interceptions. Arquan Bush had a pick. Uh, Ahmad Gardner had a pick off a tipped, uh, tipped deflection from Brian Cook, the senior safety, taking over for James Wiggins. Uh, and then Javon Hicks, who was a ball magnet two years ago. I remember when he first made it onto the scene, and, man, like I said, he's, he was just a ball magnet. He was getting interceptions, fumbles. Like, he was the turnover machine uh, he had an interception in the first quarter as well. That that was the interception that led to the three and out. Yeah. Um, but really, not super impressive stats from Cincinnati this week. I mean, 
you know, time of possession, this was the thing last week. Uh, Miami dominated time of possession. That's because Cincinnati's offense was so efficient. This time around, Murray State dominated the time of possession. It wasn't because Cincinnati's offense was so efficient. It was because Murray State's offense just couldn't get off the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I agree. Yeah, I, I, and that's not to shoot down, you know, uh, Mike Tressel and his defense whatsoever. Uh, Mur- like I said, I, I get a testament to Murray State's offense and how they were able to, to scheme things this time around, and mm-hmm. Cincinnati just wasn't ready for it. But um, five turnovers for Murray State, including a fumble. Um, or, excuse me, two fumbles. One of them was technically a muffed punt, um, which I don't really consider that a fumble. I consider that mm-hmm. more of a muff. A muff punt is kind of like its own category. Yeah, I, agree. I, I would agree with that, yeah. But um, overall thoughts on, on the stats and, and really the game from this past weekend, what you liked, what you didn't like? I mean, I will say the time of possession thing, I will hold – I'll say that the Bearcats defense was definitely still strong. I'm not going sure. to, like, bash on them for anything because while they Murray State's offense was efficient – they couldn't score anything. Right. We, we kept them out of the end zone, I mean, for most of the game, I mean, after, besides the one touchdown they scored in the second quarter. Right. That was it. So, I mean, props to the Bearcats defense, and hopefully they can do it this week too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll say good testament to UC's defense for staying strong. I mean, Mercy, I feel like we just continue to keep going on the field, going on the field, but we, we, didn't, we never let up, so props right. to them for that. Yeah, and – Overall, I mean, just it was it was a bit of a scare, a little bit of a scare. You know, you're going to halftime tied mm-hmm. side to seven to seven with Murray State. You're thinking, oh no, yeah, guys, we play Indiana mm-hmm. next week. This is not good. <laughs> Granted, Indiana, eh, not looking too impressive. I mean, they beat Idaho this past weekend. But, yeah, but yeah. Idaho moved down to FCS in 2017. Right. I remember that. Um, yeah, they got. I mean, let's. I I got to give it to Iowa. Iowa played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to yeah. downplay Indiana whatsoever. They're yeah. probably still a pretty good football team. No, yeah. Um, but to play in Kinnick Stadium for the first time, you know, in two years with fans that are haven't been to a football game in two years, a lot of them. It's a full stadium. Like the energy was just. But anyway, the point is a bit of a scare this past weekend. But Cincinnati ultimately able to get it done. Um, Jerome Ford had three touchdowns. An impressive day for him. Um, I was going to say, yeah, he had a great game. Yeah. It was fun to watch him run. Yeah, impressive plays from the receiving core um, overall. I mean, and, and another thing, a testament to Cincinnati's defense, they did create four turnovers, um, the fifth the fifth yeah, one coming on special teams. Yeah, special teams turnover. Right, but, you know, three interceptions uh, and, a fall, and, a, and a recovered fumble, that's, that's a pretty good, pretty good day overall, mm-hmm. despite the fact that, you know, Murray State was on the field a lot more than they really – Probably should have been, but yeah, it's over now. So we'll go ahead and look ahead. We'll look ahead to the Indiana game this week. Cincinnati's favored to win, not by much though. If you look at ESPN's Football Power Index, Cincinnati has a fifty-five percent chance of winning. To Indiana's forty-five. You know, it, and I know why they picked us to win. Obviously, we're the eighth-ranked team in the country. Mm-hmm. We're looking a lot better than the than Indiana is. But this is a home game for Indiana. You know, and not only did we have this game circled on our calendars. But they've had it circled on theirs too. You know, we like mm-hmm. you know, like Luke Fickle said, we have a target on our back. They've it's circled on theirs. We're two and zero. College football playoff hopes. There's all kinds of things at stake here, really, for both teams. Um, but you know, he, uh, points per game. Indiana still got thirty one points per game. Cincinnati's forty five points allowed. Cincinnati ten point five, and Indiana twenty four uh, points per game. A lot of those points coming from 
the Iowa game, really. Not so much their game against Idaho this past weekend, but um, even even looking at total yards, Indiana's got 285.5, Cincinnati's 466.5. Um, I mean, in terms of this matchup, what are you guys most looking forward to? What are you most worried about for this game? Is it the crowd? Is it the defense, the offense? What is it? Um, I... I'm very excited just to see how they play against especially a Big Ten team because if they win mm-hmm. this game, this <clears throat> will put them on the map even more than they already were. Like, sure, the Peach Bowl with Georgia was huge thing. Almost almost beat SEC team. Like, that's huge. Who would have thought? Right? Uh, yeah. And coming into a Big Ten game against Indiana, <clears throat> which is probably, in my opinion, one of the better Big Ten teams right now, Sure, it would be huge. I think that the offense is definitely going to be able to perform and the defense will probably hold strong because I I mean, I just think overall we're a better team. And then that their probabilities on ESPN are as close as they are just because Cincinnati may be ranked eighth right now, Mm -hmm. but Indiana is a big 10 team. So they're going to give them a little bit of wiggle room because they're in the big 10 and college football. They always favor like the big 10 SEC, stuff like that. So I'm I'm hoping that we do as good as we have been in the past and we just don't let up and we'll just punch, keep punching our ticket towards the championship. Yeah, you know, I'm excited for our defense personally. Um, I mean, we've held them to, what, 21 points, like I said, in two games. Mm-hmm. Um, our defense has played really well. And I do want to give a testament to Ahmad Sauce Gardner. <laughs> um, I saw a stat on Twitter a couple of days ago. Uh, his career passer rating allowed against him is 31.2, and a passer rating uh, by throwing the ball in the dirt on every snap is 39.6. Wow. Um, so I'm curious how he's going to play. I mean, they don't even throw it, and that's how good he is. It's awesome. Yeah. to go off, man. And I'm also, I mean, Michael Penix Jr. is a very good quarterback. I know he's coming off an ACL injury, and his stats are looking good this year. I mean, he's only got uh, two picks to or two touchdowns and three interceptions, but he's still a really good quarterback. We cannot discredit him at all. But yeah, I'm excited for our defense, and you know, Ray is a really fun player to watch, so I'm always excited to watch him. Yeah, Michael Penix, uh, you mentioned those three interceptions. Two of them were pick sixes against mm-hmm. Iowa that I know of. I don't I don't remember the other interceptions that he threw. One of them might have been this past weekend or something. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really that. watch their game against Idaho. Uh but he gave up two pick sixes, not you know, against Iowa, not just to Iowa, but the same player on Iowa. He gave up uh, the same <laughs> same player on Iowa scored a pick six on him twice in the same game. You know, and you go back and you watch some of the film and just some of his choices, like the 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 one interception he had, was just really bad. Um, I mean, he didn't even try to throw it out of bounds. He threw it to his running back who wasn't even looking in the direction of the football, like he was trying to block downfield because Michael Pen- he thought Michael Penix was gonna run with it, and Penix threw it straight to the defender. So, and I'm not trying to discredit him. I'm sure he's like you guys said, he's probably still probably still a good quarterback, and it is a home game for Indiana, mm-hmm. so. You have to factor that in as well. So the spread is four in favor of Cincinnati, and then the over-under is 49.5. I kind of agree with the spread. I I, I think it's going to be really close, a really close game regardless of who wins. Um, I really don't see either team, as much as I want to see Cincinnati run away with it, Mm -hmm. I don't see us running away with it, and I don't see Indiana running away from it. I think it'll be within within two scores, probably Mm -hmm. a score. So I, th- I think the spread's pretty accurate. Um, the over-under, 
I don't know. Okay, that's yeah. that's tough. That's really tough. I I think that's also pretty accurate. I can see this being another low scoring affair, another defensive I game. I don't know how good Indiana's defense is compared to our offense. I mean. You never know. It, it doesn't, you know, stats don't matter until the day, you know, the yeah, game matters. Right. Mm-hmm. Stats yeah. are great, uh-huh. but the game itself matters. So mm-hmm. well, I just want to ask you guys, would you take the over, the under? What, what do you think? 49 and a half. I probably, personally, I'd go under. Yeah. Um, I, think okay. it's, I think it's going to be a defensive game. Very, same. I really do think so. Cause yeah. As much I'm, as I want to see Ritter, you know, do his thing, and as much as I want to see Jerome Ford do his thing, I feel like it's going to come down to defense. Yeah. Because I I think it's going to definitely come down to the run defense, especially just because I'm looking at, like I'm, I mean I'm looking at stats and whatever, just because that's what I do, and they the last game against uh, what was it Idaho, they they were run heavy, super right. run heavy, and mm-hmm. I think that will probably play a factor into next week's game, sure. potentially just because they may be giving the quarterback just a little bit of a break just mm-hmm. after you know three interceptions, two pick sixes after all that. Because he only threw for 68 yards and two touchdowns. So, I mean, they just put him in that position to make the easy throw into the end zone. So, I I definitely think it'll be a very defensive game. And it'll come down to the Bearcats' run defense to stop Indiana's run. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, too. Tyler, go ahead. And I think they, I think they did a good job stopping the run last, or this week. Um, uh, Joel... DeBlanco uh, did a great job. Um, so did Darian Beavers. They, mm-hmm. all, they played really well in stopping the run. And Deshaun Pace did as well. They're very good at stopping the run this week. So I'm curious if Indiana sees that and tries to throw it. And then that's when our really, really good secondary uh, comes in and takes advantage of it. Yeah, I, I was going to say something about the secondary as well. I mean, not just the secondary, but the entire defense is just locked down from mm-hmm. end to end, from rear to front. I mean, the defensive line is incredible. The secondary is incredible. Just everything about the Cincinnati defense just screams memorable. I mean, we're going to look back in five, ten years, and we're going to go, holy cow, look at the studs we had on that team. All the first-round picks, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, really, hopefully. But I agree with you guys about the run game. I think Indiana's probably going to lean heavy on the run game. And even if they don't, even if they go to the air, I feel like Cincinnati's you know, got a pretty solid secondary to the point where, one, yeah, they can, disrupt, really qu- they can yeah. disrupt the quarterback, and also... They can force turnovers as well. Yeah, because I, I know it definitely is. I, I'm on Twitter all the time. I'll, I only use it for sports. And mm-hmm. I'll see, like, top-ranked DBs in college football, and at least four of them are Bearcats. Yep. yep. Like, uh-huh. we, we have amazing DBs and yep. secondary mm-hmm. people. <laughs> yeah, really. The secondary is absolutely loaded. Here's a quick uh, comparison between Desmond Ritter and Michael Penix Jr., uh, They've both thrown 47 passes on the year. Desmond Ritter has completed 34 of those 47, and Michael Penix has only completed 25 of those 47. Ritter's thrown for 538 yards, and Michael Penix has only thrown for 224, while Ritter's thrown for six touchdowns and one interception, and Michael Penix has only thrown for two touchdowns and three interceptions. So I, I know we're only two games into the season, and again, like I just said, stats really don't matter till the day of the game. What matters is the game itself. Um... But just looking at those two comparisons, I mean, I think everyone knew that Desmond Ritter is probably the better quarterback. But it's a matter of, you know, how are how is Cincinnati going to play on the road for the first time in front of a huge crowd in you know over two years? I think the last time Cincinnati played in front of a, a large crowd on the road, 
Gosh, it was it had to be it was the 2019 season. Yeah, it had to yeah. be the Memphis championship game because exactly was, it was probably, Memphis. Yeah. I and I was there for that game and those Memphis fans, man, they are ruthless sons of guns. Let I me tell you. That. They are they are mean. I mean, they they talk they talk crap to me even. And I'm just a video guy. You know, like <laughs> I am just I'm just a video guy there doing my job and and they're talking crap to me. I mean, they are they are ruthless fans and I, you know, I know I shouldn't be talking crap about other fan bases on the podcast but whatever i really don't like memphis fans like at all um point being though that was the last time cincinnati faced a crowd uh Mm -hmm. so how are they going to respond on the road to a massive crowd oh man it's going to be a test it's going to be a test i mean especially big 10 crowd they're because i mean big Big 10 schools are just big like yeah their stadiums are huge they're fit like their student sections are a lot bigger like yeah I, I love Nibbert. We have one of I'm going to like brat like boast whatever and say that we have one of the best student sections because I mean we're loud we get into it mm-hmm. but especially for how many students we can have, we can have in the game exactly right. and but that being said the Big Ten has bigger stadiums yep. to fit legitimately the entire university in them right and that's a big difference that's gonna cause a lot of energy shifts that they've never experienced. Well, not never, but haven't experienced in a long time. I can't remember the last time we played a Big Ten school. Ohio State. Ohio State, yeah. Was, I was there for that, It was Ohio too. State, saw yeah. that one. Yeah, Ohio State game. That was the best. That was the last one. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, Ohio State's Ohio State. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ohio State. I mean, that was a really good Ohio State team as well. Yeah, that was one of the better Ohio State teams in a long time. UC is ahead of them in the rankings. Yep. Best team in Ohio. Yeah, best team in Ohio. Best team in Ohio. Had to bring it up. Oh, man. I love love reading the stuff on Instagram and Twitter. All the Ohio State fans are like, you guys know you would get your butts kicked to us. And it's like, dude, you're getting butthurt. I mean, they also lost to Oregon, so like, "Mm." Well, Oregon, (laughs) apparently a better team than I realized. No, yeah, Or Ohio State's maybe not as... Well, I, I think we all knew this was going to be a down year for Ohio State, but man, yeah, I wasn't I, expecting him to lose to Oregon. I, yeah. Like I, not not to kind of go off track into a you know outside. Well, we're going to talk about college football, football a little bit generally yeah, here yeah, in a yeah. minute, so go ahead. Yeah, and I mean, like I I was talking to my dad because he follows Ohio State, he's followed Ohio State for years, and it he says it's the quarterback, the quarterback's true freshman, and he's just not playing up to what so Ohio just, State's used to. Yep. I mean, they came from Justin Fields that played injured last year. And yeah. is now second string to Andy Dalton and the Chicago Bears, but I, I think Ohio State's fallen off just a little bit. Sure, I, I don't think they're a top five contender anymore for the moment. They'll I, definitely go to a New Year's Six Bowl though. Yes, moment. they'll yep. they'll definitely be there in the New Year's Six Bowl, but I, I do not think they will make it to the playoffs this year. I really don't. I I hope that it's UC. I really do. Mm-hmm. But I also don't know if we will, just because of how the committee is and right. all that stuff. Yeah. We we we'll have a couple of years before we can actually get there, if if not this year. I mean, yeah, the disrespect we got last year. I'm not saying we we should have been top four, but I think they really discredited us. They didn't give us enough credit. Um, yeah, I think we should have had better consideration for being a top four team. What were we? What six last year? I think we, we reached eight. six at one point. Yeah, we were yeah. six what, at what one the point, point, and then we were eight. final ranking was eighth. Yeah, which was how we finished. We finished the year, and then well, so we went into the we went into the Peach Bowl ranked eighth. We played ninth ranked Georgia, and then we ended up finishing eighth as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just think that we're we're better than Iowa State. Iowa State was ahead of us that year. I think we're better than them. Oh, oh, Iowa State. Okay, yeah. State, I you know yeah. I would agree with that. Um, 
I, I mean, congratulations to Ohio State for, for winning the Fiesta Bowl oh, yeah. against oh, Oregon. I agree. But I agree. Definitely. I, I don't disagree with you guys. I, I really don't think Iowa State was all that. I think they just had a really good year. Um, I think we could have put up a really, really good fight and a really convincing win against Iowa State. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, taking a look back at some of those rankings, like we were ranked six at yeah. one point. Mm-hmm. We were ranked number six in the country. Which, you know, that's only two spots out from a playoff spot. Yeah. And then COVID hit. Oh. And that wasn't our fault. You know, some, first it was it was our team. We had COVID problems. Then it was the teams that we were playing had COVID problems. So we and, didn't get any games in. Yeah. Yep. And so for a month, we did. there was no, no UC football for a whole calendar month. Really sucked not being able to see a game. It was awful. Yeah, it was awful. truly terrible. It was, I mean, it was great that we still had football. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Cincinnati didn't play for a whole freaking yeah. month. Yeah, and I, that that's what killed us. I think if Cincinnati got one or two games in, you know, the committee maybe wouldn't have punished us. And, with the, you know, that, that goes back to another thing is why did we get punished for something that we can't control? Ohio State plays, what, five games and gets into the Big Ten no, National yeah. Championship game? No, yeah. It, it was – I thought that was ridiculous. I, I hated it. I don't – I, me and my friends are huge. They had two games get canceled. They did. It, I thought it was the most ridiculous thing that ever happened. Yeah. In the in the eighteen years I've been alive, and for the little bit I've actually been paying attention to football, <laughs> like it it makes no sense that yep. this team goes five and zero, sure, whatever, against the Big Ten that I don't think is all that anymore. I yeah. think the Big Ten is it's, very much slipping, it's and it's going to be replaced really just, by the SEC and the Big Twelve. Yeah, it's, really it's Ohio, State. Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State Ohio is the Big Ten at the yeah. moment. Iowa, but yeah. and yeah. Iowa too. And yeah, Iowa. and Iowa. Yeah, I will didn't be they lose to Iowa State? No, they beat Iowa State. Or, yeah, they, 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 they beat they Iowa State. They crushed Iowa State. They crushed right, Iowa right. State that at Iowa State happened. too. That yeah. was what happened. I will say, I think it's, I think it's very unfair to change the rules for a team like they yeah. did at Ohio State. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, you see what happened with them when they played Bama. Um, yep. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, like, you know, UC shouldn't be in it. They'll get destroyed. And then you look at all. There's a graphic of it, and every other team has done that too. So I feel yeah. like they. Yeah. Yeah, how many college football playoff semifinal games have been absolute blowouts? Like 90% of them. Uh, yeah. At least. 90% uh, at of them. I, I think the college football playoff needs a huge revision, and they need a bigger bracket. I'm going to say yep. it. They, I really think well, they need 12-team playoff bracket. is allegedly I, I, coming. So. I, I believe they talk, they, oh, they discussed sweet. it. Okay, cool. Yeah, 12-team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one through four gets a bye, mm-hmm. and then five through twelve play. Five through eight plays nine through 12 at home. So Right, okay, yeah. So, okay. per se, UC was... Five through eight, they could have a game in for stadium. Right, I think oh, that, that, and that would have been insane. I think that would be huge. amazing. Well, whoever yeah. I don't even know who the ninth ranked the ninth ranked team was. It would have been Georgia. Yeah, so we would have played yeah. Georgia at home which in Newport Stadium. Then we would have won. I'm gonna say I, I, I think I, we would have won. I think we would have won agree. that. Yeah, yeah, we would we would have definitely won that game. I'm agree with you there. I think. Well, I mean, here's the other thing: is you did have a lot of Georgia opt outs for the Peach Bowl, but I think even still, a home game against Georgia. That's a different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a Especially very different story. Since they it started allowing fans. Yeah. It was in Georgia's backyard. backyard. Yeah, it was exactly. in their backyard, yeah. Yeah. I feel but I feel I was actually personally I was at the game and I could hear UC fans. They were they were they were letting them hear it. Like yeah. you, you could tell UC fans were there. No. And it was yeah. great to see. No, oh, I mean I mean UC fans wanted I mean, they were ready to draw draw, uh, draw blood to win that game. I mean, yep. <laughs> I was at I was at home watching that game, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like the game started off, it, it, it got it was just as nerve wracking. Like 
I love that it was nerve wracking because yeah, like that makes that's what makes the game exciting. But once yeah. again, our defense came through and got the interception and what first possession of the game. George was like they were gonna bulldoze us over. Yeah, score, but yeah. no, he's stayed strong like we always do. He got yeah. the interception. Mm-hmm. No, Cincinnati played a great game. I, I'll give him that. But a home game at Nippert Stadium against Georgia for the for this college football playoff second round at stake. Can only imagine. Holy can only cow! Imagine. I mean, not only would this place sell out. I mean, <laughs> you would have minutes. people. You would have minutes. people lining the rooftops to try to watch. Yep. This yeah, they'd game. be standing at the. Little like staircase where CCM looks over. Oh uh, yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. everywhere, everywhere, uh, literally everywhere. You probably have like airplanes flying over. Like yeah, right? yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, honestly, I just run a helicopter and just private helicopter. Yeah, private yeah. helicopter. I'll bring you guys and we'll <laughs> watch money. it from. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I won't even charge you guys money. We'll just do it. It's fine. Yeah. No, I, I mean, God, that would have been insane. I, and here's another thing about the. I think that was a really good Ohio State team. To go back to that, they were a great Ohio yeah. State team. They great beat they beat Clemson very convincingly. They, I, they shocked me. That's for that, sure. I yeah. thought that game was going to be close. Same. I thought Clemson was going to win. I thought close. Clemson was going to win it all. To be honest with you, I, I thought Trevor Lawrence was going to was going to do it. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I thought the same thing. I thought but, I I personally thought Alabama was the best team. Period. But I, I agree. I agree with that. I think Bama was definitely the best team in the nation. But I just I just thought Clemson could pull through. I mean, Bama just. Bama, at the end of the day, Bama is Bama. Bama is yeah, Bama. Bama's yeah, Bama. Bama's Bama. Bama's Bama. Bama. A year and a year out, they're going to have one of the, be- the one of the best, if not the best team in the nation. Sure. So, you uh, know. They'll have it up until Nick Saban leaves. And I don't even, even know. Even then. I feel like he's immortal. Until Nick Saban dies, more yeah, like. <laughs> even Even when he, you know, doesn't coach anymore, I think they'll have an amazing coach right behind him. Because yeah. who doesn't want to coach Alabama? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to get, get recruited they'll, they'll regardless. Get mm-hmm. They'll get the well check. Oh, well, you know their standards. are Their standards. Alabama's always had high standards with coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, you see how it worked out. It works great for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna find somebody to replace Nick Saban. And yeah. Guess what? They're still gonna be a threat in the SEC. It's gonna be. It is gonna be weird though. Looking at the SEC one day when Nick Saban's not there, depending on who they hire, and seeing like an average Alabama team. Yeah, yeah. yeah like you see, like that's who's hard to imagine, right? That's it's like you imagine. can't you can't picture college football without Alabama like, being really good. That'll be like I just picture like you're like we're all super old and we're like talking to our grandkids and they're like, Grandpa, look, Alabama lost, and I'm like, Oh God, I remember when they were so good. <laughs> I mean, they didn't lose. Yeah, I remember like just undefeated year in year out, national championships Alabama every year was god tier for. Decades. Like it was a surprise yeah. that they lost. It, yeah, it was. I mean, the I mean, heck, I think. Nick Saban had only his second uh, two-loss season just two years ago in the 2019 season. The first, second, that's, that's the, only his second. That's the only time. That's the second time Alabama's lost two games in a season under Nick Saban. That that says something. That says uh, a lot. Like, do I do I like Alabama? No. Do I give them credit? All oh, I respect them. the heck out of them. All, all I respect the heck out of them. Because they're just good. No like, one outside of Bama, I feel like, likes them. But you have to respect them. No, yeah, you have, have to respect them. Yeah, them. I don't even – I used to hate Alabama – but then I just realized I'm like, why do I legitimately like hate? Like I don't have a reason to hate them. They're just, they're just you, you hate I them gotta, because they're good, which honestly isn't that valid. Like uh, yeah, 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 it's like the Patriots. Like dude, I hated, honestly, I, yeah. I hated the I, Patriots for years. I think it's just yeah. because of Bill Belichick and yeah. Tom Brady's dynamic. It was like, yep. yeah. God, this is never gonna go away. But like then Brady left, and then I that was when I actually got a new appreciation for Tom Brady when he went yeah. to Tampa Bay and won a yeah. Super Bowl. I was like, okay, that's, that's pretty that's crazy. Insane. No, yeah, I I like I used to hate Tom Brady. I'm gonna be real. Yeah, but I mean now I I just respect him. Like yeah, he, he was the villain for a long yeah, time. Yeah, and honestly, I I'm a, I'm gonna go out and say it. I think he's the best quarterback of all time. Oh, easily. Just because I agree. At least for this era, just because he knows how to manage the game, he yeah. really does. He he can go out there, read the defense, and just. Get it done. Yeah, I, I agree. Mean, granted, they almost lost to Dallas, which I thought was kind of funny. But still, he came out and mm-hmm. was Brady. 
last minute drive get his thing kicked a field goal and won he does I what mean, Brady does yeah yeah I just Brady doing Brady things but honestly I completely I just realized I completely went off topic but like I think that was a really good Ohio State team yeah back yeah. to what we were saying <laughs> I think that was a great that. Ohio State team but when you look at the numbers right you know five wins five wins well six if you count the Big Ten Championship uh, but you know you punish Cincinnati for not playing for a month Ohio State doesn't play a couple games and they didn't play like the first two games, two three games of the season. No, oh, yeah. No punishment there. Absolutely no punishment, no punishment there. You see, but you will punish. We'll punish a group of five team gladly. I feel, I feel like that's nope. just the Cincinnati curse, man. I, I really think I get. I feel like it's it real. It's I don't care. It's a real thing. It really is. Try to argue it, but it's real. Do we want to look at the Reds right now? See, look, Atlanta argues they're the most cursed sports city. That's just not true. That is just simply not true. It's been horribly untrue. There's like a stat. I don't even know how many days it's been since you see. Reds or Bengals have done a playoff game. Oh, it's game. like 11,000. Yep, and there's no way Atlanta it can't be that. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so let's, I mean, Cincinnati Reds, I mean, they won They won the Central Division back in 2012. No, good. Yep. There's that. Todd Frazier, you know, won the, the Home Run Derby. Okay, yeah. that's that was a great moment in Cincinnati yeah, sports really history. Was. That was memorable. I remember watching that in my kitchen, yep. my parents' kitchen. That was amazing. But, yeah, nothing major's really happened in this city since, I would say, 1992. Nine, nine, what was it? Yeah. 90, 1990, when the yeah. Reds won the World yeah. Series. That, yeah, yeah. That that Reds team was major. one of the best Reds teams. Well, that was that was probably one of the best teams in OB history. I'll, yeah. I'm gonna say it. Yeah. yeah, honestly, I would agree with that. You know, I mean, we my our parents had the luxury of growing up and yep. watching Same. the Big Red Machine and, and and you know watching the Bengals go I to Super Bowls. Like, yeah, oh, right. dude, I can't even imagine, man. But I, like, they had that luxury, and you, you know, UC was nothing. Really, no, for yeah, a long time. Even basketball, time. it wasn't really until, like, the 90s when UC was... Yeah, well, Ke- yeah. Kenya Martin is what I feel like... Sure. 2000? 2000? Uh, 2000, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was when that was when UC basketball was in its prime. Oh, that was right. prime UC basketball. I mean, Cronin brought it back for no doubt. So Cronin again, was a great coach, and I'm excited for Wes Miller. I really oh, dude, I... Yeah, I... I was also excited for John Brandon, but John Brandon is not Wes Miller. Wes Miller is not John Brandon. I think Wes Miller has shown a lot of, and we'll get into Cincinnati basketball in, a, in the coming weeks. But Wes Miller, it, it's the energy he brought from the moment he arrived. It's the, the people energy. he's brought it's in. Energy it's going, the stuff he's doing. You see him yep. doing on social media. Like yep. he's he brought back a lot of former players a couple weeks ago. He even flew out to California to go and come get one back. Like what coach would do that? No, no. Like he North he has shown North. such exactly exactly. He I exactly. think he appreciates the history of this program and he shows such passion for the game. And I I think yep. that's what's so di- that's what separates him from John Brandon is passion his energy. energy. I definitely that's think thing that's going to be a game changer and that'll bring us some. Some success. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when we go Big 12. I mean, I can't yeah. wait. Oh, Big 12 basketball is going to be insane. Can't wait. I, I, I'm, I'm very excited for West Virginia. I'm going to say it. I'm Bob Huggins. Virginia. Bring Bob Huggins back into the building. Kansas, oh, boy. Kansas, Baylor, Oklahoma State. Baylor's yeah. fresh off a national title. Yeah. Like, think about that, you know? Kansas was, I don't, they made it far, but I don't remember. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're going to face them. Yeah, football-wise, it's like, man. <laughs> it's yeah. football in the Big Another 12. punching bag. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big football guy. I'm not as big into basketball, but I feel like it's going to change with this coming season. It's going to change. Uh, it's going to change. Like, yeah. I'm going to men's and women's because I have, I actually have a friend on the women's team. Oh, cool. But um, men's, I'm, I, I started following March Madness last like last year and the year before that. That's okay. the year. Uh, but, uh, honestly, no, I see it. I love March Madness, but college football season's better. 
yeah, in my opinion. It's I, it's like it's just it's just better. I, I don't I, know, the, the yeah. vibe of college football season. The fall uh, season. The fall, like yeah, yeah. Just I, everything. I, I'm going to be real. I counted on the days. I was ready for football after. Dude, that's what I used to do for a long after time. Yeah. COVID season, everyone. Yeah. Yes. Every yes. sport Every sport has been MLB, NFL, college football. Every sport's been like, oh, like, since COVID's like, uh, this might be going back up, but it was slowing down. Everyone's like, oh, like, we cannot wait for this to happen. We can't wait for it to go back to total normal. Yeah, and it's finally and it's finally back. Yep. Um, you know, to have forty thousand people yelling and screaming, hooting and hollering in Nippert Stadium is Ooh, nothing better. There's nothing like it. Nothing uh, there's nothing like it. In historic Nippert Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Let's it's not like, forget the, the that key term there. Like I will say, because I mean I'm fresh out of high school, so I mean like I came from Roger Bacon and we. I, go Spartans. I, yeah, go Spartans. And I mean, go like, Panthers, baby. We, <laughs> and we had. I will say that I think we had one of the best student sections in Cincinnati. Probably, arguably, to the pit. I will give you guys respect. The I pit. Did. You the, guys are mm, very energetic. Best stadium in Cincinnati. Best stadium. In Ohio. The pit, the pit might top it, but the Roger Bacon Spartans, our yeah, students. We're, our I've student never seen your guys' student section. Our student it's, section goes hard. It's, I'm sure you do. I just it's, it's, very, it's pretty big, honestly. The yeah. student section is pretty big. So, really? like, everyone fills it up. Every game is filled up. Yeah. Wow, and, that's you know, pretty cool, actually. And... Yeah. The past four years, we got to watch Corey Kiner play. Oof, he was, by the yeah, way, that's cool. LSU. Scored, a, scored a touchdown in LSU. Oof, man, I mean, who would have thought a small, a small town high school in Cincinnati? Oh, that's would have right. I yeah. forgot LSU. about Corey Kiner. Yeah, yeah. he scored a touchdown for good for him. Snaps. Yep, and we got to watch him play for four years, and that's yep. what he did in the game with what we saw him do for four years. Yeah, wow. and I mean, like I, I called every football game my senior year. Okay, so I. Like, I was never in the student section my senior year, which, I mean, like, I kind of wish I was, but at the same time, it gave me this opportunity to be where I am right now. Yeah, yeah. But listening, like, you could hear them They're from loud. across the stadium. That's crazy. Like, get loud. It, like, on the microphone, over me yelling, if you've ever watched an RBSN stream, you, you know I yell I a lot. I get very excited. <laughs> but you would hear the student section... Right after that, like not even the parents, like the parents are loud, sure, because they're next to me. But you'd hear a student section with yeah. the cowbells and the d- yeah. everything else. Like it was just loud. Yeah, I, I've driven by Roger Bacon Stadium a handful of times. I've never been in the stadium, I've never been right. to a Roger Bacon football game or anything like that. But also, Roger Bacon has a huge history of football as well. I yeah, mean, they yeah, do. We've had some very, very uh, good players come through. We yeah, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Corey Kiner being the most recent example, yes. and then also. Um, James Thompson. James Thompson. Yeah, was Thompson. Sure. In my class at Wisconsin defensive yeah. end. Yep. Um, I know big kicker was B.J. Sanders. Like, he won the NFL. Playing for the Packers. Yep, the Packers. Packers. There you go. One of yep. our best friends' uncle, actually. Really? Yep. That's pretty neat. Interesting. I, I think he that. has the record for longest high school kick. He does. Um, 60 wow. yards. 60 yards. In no high school. kidding. Yep. Wow. In high school. It's like... Six, the high schooler kicking it's 60 like yards? It's like tied for third. All I, time? Yeah, I think in, so. In the United in States? No, in Ohio. In Ohio. Oh, in Ohio. In Ohio. Okay. All right, okay. I don't know about... The nation, but I in Ohio, it's, a, it's like up there. Well, I think Evan McPherson, the kicker for the Bengals, kicked that? like a sixty-one yarder oh, in yeah, high school he did. or something like that. And, I, I think and he kicked one in the preseason. He saved us. He saved us this week. Yeah, God love it. I, I'm, I was God actually, I was happy that we that we. We'll I, get into that in a minute. But yeah, like, we'll get back into the Bengals. In but minute. yeah, I'm. I'm ha- sorry. Go ahead, Tyler. You want to say? I something? was going to say. I, personally, I didn't like the pick. I don't know why you dropped the kicker, but. Needed I'm, him. I'm glad to be proven wrong. Look, after Fat Randy, you needed a kicker. Yeah, honestly, you needed a kicker. I was um, glad that I was proven wrong oof. by that. So, oh, yeah. No, I was actually pretty happy with it. Like, I, 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 thought I, we, I, I kind of wanted the pick a kicker. I wasn't. And then I saw his highlights, and I was like, okay, this kid could be the real deal. And then he proved it. So. He pre- he's proved it so far, yeah. So um, we'll get back into the realm of college football really quickly. We'll go over some of the big games that are coming up this weekend. 
Um, Nebraska is taking on Oklahoma. That's a 12 p.m. game. That's out. That's on Fox. Um, I mean, that's an old Big 12 rivalry. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I that's that's going to be fun for the Oklahoma fans to potentially mm-hmm. beat the heck out of Scott Ooh. Frost and the Cornhuskers. Oof. Yeah. Um, granted, uh, Tulane did give Oklahoma a really good fight, but Tulane's going to be a good game. football team. Yeah. Uh, I don't see Nebraska trying to do anything any clo- anything close to that. So, um, um, big game I, I'm noticing right now is uh, Alabama plays at Florida. Ooh. Oh, see, that's going to be a great game. Three thirty game CBS. That'll be a game to watch. Yeah. Play. Just out of curiosity, uh, Purdue plays. Notre Dame plays Purdue. Notre Dame plays Purdue, Purdue. And in West Lafayette. Or is it at home for Notre Dame? Uh, no, it's South Bend. At Notre Dame. It's in South Bend. Ooh, okay. okay. But, but to be fair, they almost lost Toledo almost in lost South Bend Toledo. last week. Second best team in Ohio. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, sorry. Go ahead, Tyler. No, I was just going to say that game was... Yeah. I, that was a wild game. I was talking to... I was at a wedding on Sunday, and they were, they, one of my family members has uh, somebody related to us in the marching band Toledo. Okay. And they were like... This is huge. They like did they win? No. Did they almost win? Yeah. yeah. Huge thing. They scored a little bit too early. That was their that was their biggest problem. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly. They, they should have yeah. they should cuz Notre Dame had one timeout. Mm-hmm. The quarterback Bunch of should have I I know why he didn't, but he should have run out at the 1 yard line. They should have like taken a couple of knees, run the clock down as far as they can and just kick the game winning field goal. goal. Yep. Yeah. And there might have been like a second or two left for Notre Dame, but yeah. That that time would expire on the ensuing kickoff. Yeah. So and I mean, like honestly, I feel like if the quarterback didn't just you know go pop his finger back in and then go back out and throw a winning game winning touchdown, that was, that was cool won. to see. That was, that was cool. cool. I will I will very say cool I thought that was really awesome and yeah. huge respect to him. Shows a lot of guts. Yep. Yeah, there is some football on tomorrow night. Ohio's taking on Louisiana. The Raging Cajuns at eight p.m. That game is on ESPN. Uh, Ohio not looking very good at all. Give me Louisiana easily in that yep. game. 100%. Uh, there's a couple Friday night games. UCF is traveling to Louisville. That's a 7.30 kick on ESPN. Go Cards. Go Cards go there. Cards. Well, no, no. You want UCF to win. Uh, you actually, want, uh, yeah. You yeah, need yeah. UCF to I'll, win. I'll go you need UCF, UCF to win. So, Big 12. I don't say this very often, but go Knights. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maryland is traveling to Illinois. That's a 9 p.m. kickoff. That's a, uh, on Fox Sports 1. That should be fun. That could be a good game. Give me game. give me Illinois, though. I agree. Give me Illinois. Yeah. I'll, I I'll personally will going to go Illinois. Uh, let's see. Michigan State is taking on number 24, Miami. That is in That is in Miami. That is a 12 p.m. kickoff honestly, game. Honestly, yeah. Gotta go to Spartans. I, I, I'm honestly, rolling with Michigan State. I, I've always liked family Michigan State. Family went to Michigan State. Okay. My, my cousin actually knows. I, I only like Michigan State because I don't like uh, Michigan University. But. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's also a great game. <laughs> That is the noon game on ABC, Michigan State versus number 24, Miami. Uh, how about this matchup? Number 15, Virginia Tech traveling to West Virginia for oh, the 12 yeah. p.m. game on FS1. The Black that, Diamond game. I don't count. Huge but, game. Uh, Mountaineers out. Tech by a field goal. That's yeah. my prediction. Honestly? I think it'll be really close, but I think Virginia Tech's going to pull it out. I think it'll be close because it's at, um, I don't know where they play at. West Virginia, I don't know so exactly, exactly what city. Oh, uh, Morgantown. Okay. Morgantown, West Virginia. The fact that it's in Morgantown makes it a close game for me. I agree with you there completely. No. Virginia Tech not looking too bad, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Probably the biggest game of the weekend, uh, I would argue, is Alabama-Florida. That's number one, Alabama. Alabama yeah. traveling to the Swamp. Number one versus number 11, 3.30 p.m. on CBS. That'll be a game to watch. Right after the UC game, perfect. Right after the Sweet. UC game, yeah. Awesome. yeah. We can finish watching the Indiana game and 
and we can go watch some some uh, SEC football. That's I love God. Can can we just talk about how sad it's going to be when the SEC switches to to ESPN? And you don't have the the CBS college football oh. theme anymore for the oh, SEC. That, that intro. I'm gonna cry when oh, that, that intro. Cry, man. Too, I'm not gonna lie. That intro is gonna be sad to see. And then grab some ice cream, go cry in the corner. Seriously, man. How about some American Conference action? Tulsa's traveling to number nine Ohio State for three thirty on a three thirty oh. kickoff. FS1. Go I don't know. Go I Tulsa. don't know. Go Tulsa. Tulsa. Go Tulsa. Team. They're not a bad they're team. They're not. Uh, they're actually pretty bad. Well, last year they had a really good team. They <laughs> most some of them got drafted. Yeah. Collins, we've specific. Yeah. He was very good. Yeah, player. I think Ohio State's going to win this game pretty convincingly after losing to Oregon. They're going to come out chip on their shoulders. Yeah, exactly. I agree with Probably, you there. Yeah. And it's at um, in Columbus. It's in Columbus. True. Yeah, that's another thing. That's uh, a, a, I, I have high hopes. Ohio State fans are going to be there no matter what, who they play. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree with you there. How about this? This is another really big game for this weekend. Number twenty two Auburn traveling to number ten Penn State. Is that that the is the primetime ABC the game. game. That is the whiteout Ooh. game for Penn oh, State. Yep. Man, I'm going Penn no State chance. all day. Auburn stands no chance. Penn State all Penn day. State. I remember there was a video. Um, Michigan played the whiteout game. What was it a couple years ago? Yeah. And Michigan had to call a timeout before the game even started because they couldn't hear the nope. audibles because that's how loud the yep. stadium was. Yeah. State is insane. Yeah, they're 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 absolutely that insane. There, I think they were the they were the they were the team. They were the school that started the 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 uh, the color theme with oh, like really? student sections. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. The whiteout started like blackouts, and I think I'm pretty sure that's what I heard on College Game Day last I mean, year. Maybe, that could be true. I, I think I, I believe it. I believe it as well. Here's more American action. Two lanes traveling number seventeen, Ole Miss on ESPN two. That game starts at eight o'clock. Well, that's playing some good teams this year. That's gonna be a Good game. Like, honestly, I mean, Ole Miss has a good-looking offense, but Tulane played very Tulane well against Oklahoma. Forced, what, rather to two picks, three picks? Two yeah, picks. they held Oklahoma to seven points in the second half. Yep. Oof. And they still, yeah, that game. They almost crazy. came back and won. They did. They almost Tulane came back almost and won. Came back. They almost came back defense and won. strong. Offense couldn't pull through. Another top 25 matchup, 19, number 19, Arizona State traveling to number 23, BYU. That's a 10-15 kick on ESPN if you love staying up watching late-night college football like I do. Pac-12 is what... Pac-12, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll be at a party at that point probably, or asleep. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. But <laughs> I'll be awake. I'm working. <laughs> I'll be, I'm, traveling, I'm traveling to Bloomington this weekend, so I got a long day ahead of me on Saturday, but yeah. I think that should be a great game. Uh, how about this game also? Just Fresno State versus UCLA. UCLA has looked really good. UCLA has looked fantastic so far. They played very well against Hawaii. Granted, it's Hawaii. But they played very well against LSU. They looked impressive. I thought they looked like a very, very solid UCLA team. I think Chip Kelly finally started to get the production that he's looking for. Yeah, He's getting his groove back. He's getting getting his gang back. It just took a little bit of time. It took a little bit of time. Which is what stuff like that takes takes time. Yeah, Yeah, that takes a lot. It takes a lot of time. But those are some of the big games coming up on college football. Uh, for this weekend, so we will quickly transition over to the Bengals game that was this past Sunday. What oh, a game! What, what a, a game, game indeed! I I did not watch most of it because I was taking, let's just say I was taking a class. Um, <laughs> I was I was busy from eight a.m. to four p.m. that day, so I missed most of the game. Yeah. Um, and when I went to try to listen to it on seven hundred WOW, the Reds game was on, which they also they lost that day. I be- I believe they yep. lost on Sunday. They yep. did lose. Um, they did. Yeah. Great Sunday, but yeah. So. But the Bengals pulled out the win just barely. I mean, the defense just, oof, man, not looking good. Awuzier, probably, in my opinion, I think he's the worst player on the team. Awuzier needs to go. I will say, though, our D-line balled out. Our D-line, they did. Our D-line they did. stopped. Agreed. Held Dalvin Cook to only 61 rushing yards. Yeah, One and of that's fantastic. In the league. Yeah, that's fantastic. And they forced a fumble yeah. to, yep. to win the game. 
Yeah. 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 No. I mean, we almost pulled a Bengals and blew our lead. Oh, but yeah. But no, our defense stood strong, just like you see. Stood strong, defense wins championships. Yeah, and how about that audible called by Joe Burrow in that 4 That took some situation. guts. I, took some I, guts. I will, I will say, I was at Rheingeist for a wedding, and... There, oh, for a wedding. We'll call it that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's call it uh, But... It was me and then, like, some of the people from the wedding were in there, and there's whatever, like, people in there. And we were all eyes fixated on the screen, just like, oh, no, what did yep. he just do? Bungles I mean, are getting ready to bungle again. I, yep, and... I, I trust Joe Burrow, though. I yeah, honestly, I, I, I was scared for a minute, I'm like, yeah, hey, it's Joe Burrow. It's, it's Joe Burrow. Like, and then how you, he completed that pass, and we were... And, Erupted. Yeah, it sounded like a stadium. I was like, oh, "All right." I think it was a great, a great play call. I actually called it. I was out, I was out at uh, a restaurant, um, with my dad, and I called it. I said, "Dad, watch, we're gonna call play action." And I called it. <laughs> Uzama was wide open. Yep. and sealed the game. Oof. Yeah, I, I gotta admit, when I was here's my philosophy on sh- on fourth down and short, or third down and short. Just get the quarterback under center. Just push him over the line. For the love yeah. of God. Like, that's, yeah. my, that's always been my philosophy. I mean, don't make it obvious. What I would do is I would rush don't the quarterback make, to the agree. line. Don't make it obvious. Yeah, rush the quarterback to the line and then push him over. That's if what you make, it, If you make it obvious, it's it's not – that's what I don't Your like chances it. have just skyrocketed down. If you don't make it obvious, I'm okay with it. But if you're not – if you're going to make it obvious, then you might as well do something else. Just quarterback yeah. sneak right up the middle. You yeah. know, I, that's that's my philosophy on a short – and that's what I was saying they should do. And then I'll admit I didn't realize at the time that Joe Burrow called an audible. You know, I saw him signal and I saw him go like you know turn his head and I didn't tap his head like I didn't this. Either. But it was when I found out late, earlier today that it was an audible called by Joe Burrow. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, good, because I thought I thought Zach Taylor was gonna mess something up. And you know, I think Ozama or Ozama is it Uzama? Uzama. Uzama. I Uzama. I believe that's how you say it. I think it's Uzama. I think something like that. So, something it's close like enough. That. We get the point. We, we, get the, we always get the weird tight end names like Hushman Zada, Uzama, Drew Sample. Yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, no, but I mean, I think that was he was his third target in Burroughs progression, which mm-hmm. is incredible. I mean, like yeah, that, that's crazy. That's crazy that the offensive line held up that long. Our line played very well this week. They, they did. did. They, I mean, they did allow a few sacks. But we also improved our line over the offseason. I think it kind yeah. of it showed, especially the tackle position. Riley Reef played amazing. Didn't allow pressure yeah. or a sack the whole game. Neither did Jonah Williams. I saw, I saw a stat on Twitter that the two tackles, I can't remember yeah, their names. Reef and Williams. Yeah, Those they only young. allowed three Pass, pressure, pressures the whole it, game. It, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> with Daniel Hunter on the edge, that was great to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I think so too. Football. I mean, you look at their third down efficiency, both the Bengals and the Vikings, neither really had an impressive game in terms of third down, but the Bengals yeah. especially, yeah. three for 14. Not very yeah. good. Not very good, but fourth down, two for three. Yeah, yeah. okay, two for three on fourth down, that is true, I will give them that. And then the Vikings were two for two on fourth down. Vikings were only six for 16 on offense uh, on third down conversion, but... Um, just a really low-scoring affair, um, 217 yards. Let's go back to player stats really quickly. Uh, Joe Burrow threw for 261 yards. Joe, Joe Mixon had 127 yards on the ground. He wants the NFL. Once again, proves how good of a running back he is. Yep. Yeah, once no, he's again. a fantastic running back. Jamar Chase had a great game. He did. Proved a lot of the critics. Hey, man, shh, better be quiet. I knew quiet. it. I knew yeah. it happened. I knew it happened. Uh, uh, I think, yeah, I did too. I wasn't worried about him. Yeah, I, like, I was talking to my dad, and he's, I mean, like, he's, you know, kind of over the Bengals like you know a lot of people are and he was like I was talk- I talked to him about football occasionally and he was like I, I don't know about Jamar Chase I'm like just wait just wait it's a preseason it's, it's preseason relax it's preseason honestly I think preseason good to get the jitters out sure honestly yeah, I agree there yeah 
Also, like you know, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase played together. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that, 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 that was my that was my big thing. The chemistry. Yeah. The chemistry is still there. It's yeah, it's gonna be there. Yeah, it's gonna get even better. Yeah, yeah. And with the draft this the past year, I mean, fifty percent of the city was like, let's get Panay Sewell. The other half was like, let's get Jamar Chase. I was I mean, originally on the Panay Sewell train. I same, agree, but and then I hopped. Yeah, yeah. honestly, um, I'll I'll be real with that just because I mean Panay now Sewell our all the way now our like Jamar Chase. receiver core is stacked. I mean, we it's have set, Chase and we have Boyd and we have and it's set for the yeah. however long. You know, it's yeah. not, we don't yeah. have to worry about it. Yeah, especially since we lost Green, who I mean, like. Ha- Sad to see him go. One, it, of the, one, yeah. of, one of the great. One of the Bengals. great. We to see him in what time. a Cardinal uniform. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he plays for the Cardinals touchdown last week. Yeah, he's got a good good quarterback going to him, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great, that's a good offense. Their, their receiving core is good too. Because they, 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 they have Green, they have D Hop too. I mean, Andy Isabella, Christian Kirk, they got a great offense. Yeah, and and the Cincinnati defense. I mean, the defensive line paid played great. Secondary was yeah Jesse Bates. More to be desired. Jesse Bates probably needs to prove maybe the best safety. In undoubtedly best safety. In my I don't know about best. the league because I don't know enough about other players. No at bias. Least top five, probably. At no bias. No bias. He's at least top three. I think he's the best. I think it's between him and uh, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick. Okay. Mika's very good. Tyron Matthews showed last year that he's one yeah. of the top safeties. Everyone always discredits Small Adams because he's a, a pass rusher and gets sacks, which mm-hmm. I think only builds your stats. Like, it only builds. Yeah. There's, there's the safety controversy is big in the NFL. There's so many good safeties in the league, mm-hmm. but yeah. I think Jesse Bates is probably top three. Super underrated. I mean, in terms no of, one in talks terms about him. Yeah, yeah, underpaid. That's what I should say. Underpaid. underpaid. He's we underpaid. Need, he needs to be yeah. extended. He, yeah, he needs Absolutely. to be extended right now. I was extended. listening to, I think it was WLW. Is either that or fifteen thirty, like before the Bengals game, and they were talking about how they need to extend him now, mm-hmm. like before the season starts. Yeah, or it'll be a minute where it won't happen at all. And I'm like, I, mean, I hope they do because uh, I really hope they if do. they lose Bates, their defense, their defense might fall apart. Take a, yeah. Take a huge drop off. Oh, I mean, take he, a huge he's, hit. He leads yeah. defense. Like he, like, he's our leader on defense. Yeah. You know, he, yeah, no doubt. I mean, when you think of the Cincinnati defense, you think of Jesse Bates. I mean, yeah. in my yep. opinion. Honestly, yeah, and, same. And to think he was a second-round pick, the fact that we stole him like that, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, we got lucky. super impressive. And Joe Mixon, yeah. second-round pick as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I, this is a name that I don't know if you guys remember when, when he was playing in college. Do you remember Saj, Saman J.P. Ryan? Yep. When he was playing for Oklahoma? I Oklahoma. do not think uh-huh. so. Mm-hmm. You remember that? I See, I remember yeah, hearing about him, and I was like, man, this guy's good. Let's just have Oklahoma keep feeding us running backs. Like, I, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll take it. And uh, we have, a, uh, I think, another player from – oh, no, he's from Texas A&M. Who's that? Uh, Travion Williams. That's right. Yeah, he went to yeah he went to uh, Texas A and M that area of the country. I don't know why I was thinking Oklahoma. Nah, whatever. Don't worry about it. Texas and Oklahoma, they're practically the same place. But what it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. Uh, overall, a, a good win, a, cl- a very scary win for the Bengals. I mean, I hate to say it to you guys, but like I was kind of ready to laugh if the Bengals were going to lose the game. Same. I just, I'll be real. Same. As a Cincinnati fan, that's how you. I are. just wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Like I just. I just accept it. Uh, we're just used happens. to it at this point. Yeah, exactly. we're we're, we're all jaded we're to the fact that we are terrible. It's sad to say that we're used to it, but we're yeah. used to it. Yeah, yeah. Cincinnati but fans are they proved us wrong in a good way. So yeah, I'll take yeah. It. Cincinnati fans, I would argue, are the most pessimistic fans yeah. in the country yes. for good reason. Right, for right, good reason. Rightfully, for right good reason. So. Rightfully, rightfully so. so. Yeah, yeah. For good reason. So we'll we'll actually transition really quickly over to the Reds. <laughs> oh man, um, you guys ready for this? I mean, uh, no, not at all. Let's go ahead and talk Reds. Sadly. Uh, 75 and 70, a half game behind in the playoff spot for that wild card playoff spot. The Cardinals taking over that title. Uh, man, Reds baseball has been really hard to watch over the, the last, like, 11 month. 15 drops. The fact that they've, the, what they did in June and 
or July and a little bit of August and then just drop off like this. Yeah. It's really sad to see. I I mean, I'm a firm believer that once they get better pitchers, unstoppable. I think it's not more of our pitchers, it's more of our bullpen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Starting pitching. Starting pitching's good. Wade Miley. Wade Wade Miley might be the best pitcher we have right now. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with that. Sonny Gray recently has been struggling. Okay, Castillo's yeah. been struggling all year, but he's picked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Castillo's just kind of like Gutierrez has been a great. Gutierrez has great been a rookie. great rookie. Yeah, our rookies, man. Uh, oh, I know India. Tyler Stevenson, Gutierrez, India's uh, rookie of the year. Jonathan India's, India's rookie, India's no rookie, rookie of the year. Rookie. There's yeah. no debate. I mean, I, I don't know how you can love Jonathan India. He is one of my favorite players right now. I love him out of college too. I mean, I watched. I watched the Omaha. I watched every year. Oh yeah, and I remember seeing him in Florida. I mean, he. Single-handedly, carry that team to victory. I mean, he he really, and he showed what he did. He yeah. hit a lot of home runs, and that's yeah. what he's doing now. He gets right. good hits too. 20, 20 home runs this year as a second baseman. Yep, I I'm excited. I like I, I that great part. leadoff guy too. Let's I, put it honestly, that way. Yeah, I have I yep. I have faith in the Reds. Maybe not this year, but at least in years to the come. Fact, like, sure. I don't think Votto's going to go anywhere for the next couple of years because Votto's Votto. Votto's not going to go anywhere. Period. He, no. He's he's immortal. Like I feel like he'll just like be with the Reds forever. Like, and Tom Brady, he'll just. Yeah, stay honestly. Um, hopefully, Cassiano stays. I saw something about uh, him probably wanting to yeah. leave, which sad makes me say. sad because I love Cassiano. Oh, yeah, the whole city loves him. Honestly, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, great yeah. player, great guy. Um, yeah. And then Winker, I... He won't go anywhere. No, yeah. I, I don't think he'll yeah. go anywhere. India, Cassiano, Winker, and Bado are my four. And then Jose... Uh... Barrio now. You speak our Jose Barrero. Now yeah. it's Barrero. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, the fact that India started off, started opening day, uh, what, eight hole, seven hole? He Something was, like that, he yeah. He was down the bottom of the order. David Bell has the faith to move up to lead off. And as a rookie, he... It's paid off. He gets on yeah. base, what, over 400? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's over 400. It's one of the best in baseball. I yeah, that. it is, yeah. He gets yeah. hit a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Hey, but on base, you know, we'll take yeah. it. He's yeah. fast, too, and gets, gets oh, him over. He's quick. That is that top insane. top four top five guys is just yeah yeah drive runs. He's he's a great second baseman too. At that, I mean, not great only fielder. is he a great hitter, he's a great, great fielder. fielder. He's and he's learning from you know some of the best in the game. I think I think Joey Votto, yep. despite the fact that he's a first baseman, is teaching Jonathan India a lot of really important lessons about mm-hmm. you know just being a baseman, being a fielder. That you know India, you know he wasn't exposed to some of that advice before, and now he's you know playing with a guy like Joey mm-hmm. Votto, a veteran like Joey Votto. I think that's only going to help Jonathan India just be a better overall player. Yep. I feel like the way that India plays, you wouldn't think he's a rookie. No. No, yeah, honestly, no you not. really wouldn't. You look at his no. numbers and you're like, that's there's not a rookie. That's like second base, and that's like one of the best second basemen in baseball. I'm not saying yeah. that, but like... Right, yeah. He's definitely top 10 second baseman in baseball. Yeah. The Reds started. They're winning 2-0. How about that? started. Their playoff, their odds to make the playoff are 50.9%. They're 75 and 70 they just need to keep. They just need to keep winning. Yeah, they do. They need to keep. They winning. They can't lose. I, I'm going to the game on uh, the 20th. The Dodger game. No, uh, um, when when Pittsburgh comes here for the last time this I season. I just. I hope. I hope we win these next two games with the Pirates, and I'm yeah. only. I'm only hoping for at least one, maybe two wins. There's no. I'm sorry to say, there's just no chance we sweep the Dodgers. You know, it's the Dodgers. Yeah, they're, they're I don't one, think so either. They're one of the best teams in baseball. Mm-hmm. Second best, probably. I think the Giants are just. Undoubtedly, the best team baseball right now. I don't think anyone's. Yeah, I agree them. with you there. No I, th- I think I see them. the Giants really winning it all. Honestly, them yeah. or the Dodgers. I can also see yeah. um, the Rays. They always make it, but they never actually like do it. The Blue Jays are coming out of nowhere. They've yeah. won what eleven straight. They own the wild card spot now. Yeah, I mean, and they have a great team over there too. They want to want a good team to watch. You know, all the young players. 
Yeah, I mean, there's only uh, there's only less than twenty games left to play. The Reds really got to get it together. I mean, it's September. You want to make the playoffs? You got to start winning again. And just they dropped off at the worst time possible. I mean, they're only half game back. They are only half game back, but they went down. You know, I think they went back as far as a game back, and then they took the lead again, and then they're now you know now they're back a half game again. I do want to point out. My dad made a great point. Uh, He said that. The Reds finally have games in September that mean something. You know, yeah, that's the past fair. couple of years, do. the Reds by this time were like, oh, like throwing the towel, like we'll see, we'll see next year. Yeah, the last five years or so. Yeah. And now, now it's hey, we have a chance. Like let mm-hmm. let's do it. Which is you a good know? thing. Yeah, it's this is the turning point I think. Yep, I agree. for the Reds, but um, I'm really hoping. I'm not gonna keep my hopes up and hope they get in the playoffs. If they get in the playoffs, good for them. Yeah. But like the thing was, I once I don't see us being the Dodgers in the wild card. No, because the Giants are probably gonna win the division, and that we're gonna have to have to play the Dodgers in yeah. the first round. I just don't think it's going to happen. Would I love to see it happen? Yeah, but I don't think it's going to. No. I don't think so either, unfortunately. I mean, it's 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 a, you know, it's a cruddy view to have to have, but it's the Dodgers. Yep. Yeah. It's the Dodgers. Yeah, it's yeah. the Dodgers. There should be a solid cap in baseball. Yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> that's what it comes true. down to. And then really quickly, last thing, we'll tra- was there anything else you guys wanted to add there? Or no, I didn't there? We'll transition over to high school football really quickly, preview some of the games that are coming up. Uh, actually, tomorrow night, or excuse me, today's Wednesday. I keep thinking it's Thursday. Uh, this Friday night, the St. Xavier Bombers are taking on Mo- the Molar Crusaders here in Nippert Stadium. That'll uh, be a game. It'll, It'll be, be a game. The two, game. I would say the two best teams in the GCL. I mean, I'm an elder guy. Undoubtedly. And, yeah. and they are, St. Saint X is looking fantastic. I, I think you said they're, they're 13th, 13th in the country. They're 13th in the nation right now. 13th That's in the nation. crazy to think about that. I, I, see Saint X, <laughs> I see St. X not only winning the GCL, I really see them winning another state championship. They'll, they'll, they'll take state again. Yep, I agree. I think they'll take state. Um, yep. Give me give me St. X. Moeller is undefeated coming into this as well. They are. I will say give me give me the Bombers, though. Yeah, give me the Bombers. Yeah, give me the Bombers easily. Uh, let's see. Some other games that are coming up. LaSalle is taking on the DuPont Manual Crimsons. I don't have any idea who that uh, is. I'm going to go with the Lancers. I, I, I got Lancers only because my brother goes there. Yeah, God. Brothers go there. LaSalle, so. Lancers, roll deep or whatever it is. GCL. Yeah, GCL. Lancers. You guys' alma mater, Roger Bacon, is taking on McNick. Ooh, Spartans. Spartans. Well, I mean, you got to go with the Spartans, you know? <sighs> I got to roll with Roger Bacon, personally. I, I'm, I'm always critical with... Spartans, even with the GCL, I'm hoping. I'm hoping for a win. They, I mean, they fell to Baden thirty to seventeen uh, last Baden's week, but Baden's Baden, good team. I, mean, I have no idea fight. about McNick. So to fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now give me Roger Bacon in that matchup. Uh, Dylan Rofer's a legend. Marymont Warriors taking on the Indian Hill Braves. I don't really have much to say there. Give me Indian Hill. I don't know why, but just give me Indian yeah, Hill. I feel like I, Indian we always Hills. put Indian Hill into their solid team. I'm yeah, gonna go. I'm gonna Indian go Indian Hill is always solid. Go How about Wyoming versus Redding? I think that could be a really Ooh, good game. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go Wyoming. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'll, Wyoming. I'll go as Wyoming well. too. I feel like Wyoming. Especially when Evan Prater good. played there. That was a yep. team. Yeah, that was that a was team. A team. Yeah, didn't he win Mr. Football? He did. Yeah, so Ohio Mr. Football. And then Corey won it the next year. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Good to see. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati's had two uh, Ohio Mr. Footballs in the last I think, five years. Michael yep. Warren and now Evan Prater. Yeah, I think that. I think Hyatt. that Cincinnati football, high school football. Well, you see, I should say, you see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Since or high school uh, football in Cincinnati, not even just Cincinnati, but in Ohio in general, I feel like is very underrated. You know, yeah. you look at schools or states like Texas and California and Florida, all the big yep. states, and you're like, oh, like obviously they're good, but you don't really look at Ohio. But then you look. Then you actually do the research. You look at Ohio teams like St. X, LaSalle, Moeller, St. Ed, St. Ignatius. Exactly. You, you, you know how many NFL players came, especially from the Cincinnati area? I mean, oh, Luke yeah. Keekley, Kyle Rudolph from Elder. I yep. mean, like, yeah. I, I follow Rudolph. I, yeah. 
yep. mainly because he's a Cincinnati guy, but he's also Giants, one man. of the best tight ends in the league besides Travis Kelsey, who yeah. I will forever think is the best tight end in the league. Oh, right. No bias at all. No, no bias whatsoever. Maybe a little even bit. even <laughs> if, even if there was, like really wasn't a bias, he's still I think he's still the best tight end in football. Yes, yeah. I mean he I will be till he retires. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Kyle Pitts there. might take the throne soon. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Uh, it'll be a few years before he does. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. definitely be, it'll a, be few a few years. years. You never know. Definitely. West Claremont and Winton Woods. Man, Winton Woods is always a tough team. Winton Woods is always a tough team. I agree. I'm, uh, One of their guys went to Ohio. Is that Ohio State Ryan right now? Williams He's doing good. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah. another one's defender for Tampa Bay, too. Yeah, Mike Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Yeah, good for him getting that ring. Madeira and Finneytown. Uh, Madeira all the Madeira, way. Yeah, Madeira all the way. Finneytown ha- hasn't won a game in, like... I'm from Finneytown, but I I hate to say it, but... My mom's from Finneytown. It's, it's been like five years. Madeira. You gotta go Madeira. Yeah, I... I don't really have much else to say there. Um, I'm looking for other games. They, I don't like They're the way that... They're actually 2-1 right now. Finneytown? Yep. No uh, way. Yeah. Huh. Never mind. They, they yeah. have won a game. <laughs> when my dad went to Finneytown, uh forget when it was, but they didn't win a football game in his four years. So... Yeah, they haven't really been a. Yeah, that was sports how, school. That was how my dad was uh, when because he went to Roger Bacon. He was on the uh, nineteen ninety eight team that almost went to state. Yep. Um, they they didn't beat Purcell in the four years he was there, but we beat Purcell at all four years okay, <laughs> that sure. we that I was there, and he's like, Good to how see. did you do that? I'm like, don't ask me, ask Mike Blout. Um, right, <laughs> ask Mike Blout. He's, he, he's done a great job down there. He, he has. has. I he I great coach. He coached me in football. When I played freshman year, and then when I played fifth and sixth grade, and I mean, he's one of the best coaches I've ever had. I'll give him props. He really is. Great coach. Yeah. Uh, my elder Panthers are traveling down to Louisville to take on St. X. Ooh, Desmond wow. Ritter's alma mater. Alma mater. Ooh. Uh, okay. That's going to be a good matchup on the road for Elder. I mean, Elder's 2-2 two and two right now with a loss against Pick Central and, and Lakewood St. Two losses. Two great two great Two schools. very, very two good very schools. Good schools yeah. uh, you don't want to mess with Pick Central. I mean, yeah, like you guys were saying, Pick Central is a really good team out of Columbus. Massillian, yep. is that how you say it? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Olentangy schools are typically good at really really good at football. Bishop Darby. Bishop Darby, yeah. Not Bishop Sycamore. That place doesn't exist. We've established that. Yeah. But a really good matchup. I don't know how good Louisville St. X is. I have no idea. I have no idea. I should have, I, all I know is for the run there. So. I, yeah. yeah. I got to roll with my Panthers, though. You have to. I got yeah. I, mean, I, don't I, know, I don't know enough about that. I believe in GCL supremacy, so. I agree. Yes, sir. Hey, I'm going to go Panthers. Best conference in the country, the way I see it. Yep. Uh, and then, actually, the next week, it's funny. Elder actually takes on St. X at St. X. So it's two straight weeks of St. X. You take on Louisville St. X, and then you come back home to go on the road against Lots of St. I'd, 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 I'd far rather face the Louisville St. X with the way of the St. Yeah, right honestly, I, I feel like I'll take the Bombers on that one. Yeah. Not gonna lie. And yeah. No, I, I, I don't see Elder beating St. X in that game. I don't. I, I, don't see many, I don't see any team beating St. X at this point. They're really good. <laughs> they're, yeah, they are. They're they a, a very, very, very good program, team. Yeah. And they've been a good program. Yeah, they've been yeah. a program forever. Muller's actually, their next five games, I, I don't remember the exact order, but they play all the GCL South, and then they play St. Edwards and St. Ignatius. That's their that's next five that's games. Scary. That's a schedule. That's, that's rough. Yeah, <laughs> that that's is, a lot. That's rough. I mean, that'll take the wind out of you yep. if you're a football play, if you're a, a Muller football player. I mean, but. honestly, going back to your uh, Panthers, they their last game is at LaSalle. And I, I, Always is. I'm going to that game. I'll, oh, you'll be there? Yeah, I'll be there. October 22nd. I... You know what? I don't know what I'll be doing that weekend. I think we. I, I think you should come to. I think I don't know what I don't know what our, our the Cincinnati football schedule is. I I, I need to go back. Uh, let's go ahead and pull this up really quickly. 
think we have a game. We have a game that weekend. No, we I have a game don't... that weekend. I just don't know. Let's see. October twenty third. Oh, okay. So it's at Navy. So yeah, I should be able. Okay. So I should be able to be there yep. for that game. Um, Roger Bacon has a player at Navy. Yep. Yeah, I'll probably go with some of my high school buddies to the to that game at yeah. LaSalle. I'm I'm going to LaSalle game. Should be fun. Yeah, it's my brother in the band. Oh, Rest your brother's in the band? Yep, rest okay. in peace. <laughs> that band has fallen apart. I'm, yeah. That makes me so mad. Hey, Elder's Band, too, has. I mean, I, I've visited there a few times. It's it's actually kind of a shadow of its former self, when, for, even from when I graduated. Yeah. Back High school time. bands are just falling apart. I mean, I... Well, I, I was, think I think that, that student population is on the decline. That's what, it's gonna, yeah. that's what it comes down to. Yeah, honestly. Cause, for everybody. Because, I mean, I was in the band in high school, but then again, we had a rock band that was very subpar. Loved them very much, but we were not the best. Um, but but our director came after... Was, uh, what's his name? Wes something. Something. But, like, one of the greatest band directors of all time. I can't think of his name, but, I mean, they took... He took Bacon to... Uh, competitions yeah state competitions national. state national went to moscow mm-hmm. played in moscow like huge thing yep. they were huge and this is the last game i'll mention uh this is actually funny total mismatch cole rain taking on oak hills at oh, home yikes man uh that's the homecoming game for uh for cole rain i'm I mean, gonna have to go with the cards i'm gonna go cards. 76 to nothing on that game take the hard I'll over put, on that one yeah um, and then last thing we always like to do on this show is we'd like to do score predictions for this weekend's game for UC. So, uh, Tyler, we'll start with you. Um, obviously going to go with the Cats. Um, yeah. I'm going to go 24-21 Cats. Okay. All right. Ethan? I'm going to go a little over and say 28-24 Cats. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with you guys. It's going to be a defensive battle. I think both offenses are going to have a little bit of a showing. Just, you know, Cincinnati's got a very good, efficient, powerful offense. But Indiana's going to be a home game for them. They're going to, they've again, they've had this circuit on their calendar just as long as we have. Yep. Uh, I think it's going to be another close game. I'm going to go 30 to 28 UC. That's my final score prediction. Yeah. For that game. I think we're all in agreement it's going to be we, four points. Are we less. betting like five bucks on this? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, we're all within the spread of the... We de- yeah, we, we all, all, we all we are. We're yeah. all within the spread of, yeah. our, of our predictions. So I think, I think they'll cover the spread. Yeah. I, I think, think so, too. I think so, too. I think so. But um, that's really all the time we have for today's show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we will have a broadcast this Saturday going out from Bloomington. I will be there. Preston Baker will be there. And Elliot Rearing will be there with me. We are going to be leaving... At the crack of dawn, or maybe a little shortly after, I don't know. We're probably going to leave at like 7.15 in the morning, get there a couple of hours before, but we will have a broadcast going out. The link is going to be live and working this Saturday. Hopefully we don't have any microphone problems or equipment problems. I We had some problems this past weekend, but either way, tune in. We'll be live at 11.30 when Cincinnati takes on Indiana in Bloomington. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night, and go Bearcats.